Good evening and welcome to Where RA Now, a podcast dedicated to finding where the former RAs of New York University have gone since their glory days of NYU. Today's guest is Andy Chang, one of my favorite RAs at NYU. He was a former RA in Alumni Hall 7A and Gramercy Green. He served in the role for three years, one of those very few people to do so. So welcome, Andy. Thank you for joining me on today's show. It's a pleasure to have you as guest number one. So Andy, let's jump in to hear about your history at NYU. First, how are you doing tonight? Man, I'm good. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm honored. Uh, you know, I'll be honest, a little nervous. Don't, but, uh, yeah, don't be nervous. Good. good. Don't you be know, nervous. Uh, let's start off. Andy, what made you select NYU to go to college? Hmm. Well, so I grew up in Long Island uh, in Suffolk County. And, you know, I, I wanted to go to, like, a great university. So, you know, obviously NYU was, like, one of my top choices. And, you know, it's kind of like that you find that, that gray line of, you know, I want to go to a great university, but it's also pretty pricey. Um, and at the, at the end of the day, you know, growing up in Manhattan, I feel like, you know, honestly, 18 years and above, I feel like that's when you really grow as a person. Um, and I thought that that would be a great opportunity to live in Manhattan. Um, and yeah, just have a top notch education and granted, like, you know, it's pricey, but whatever. So totally worth what, what did you study while you're here? So. Uh, you know, it was an interesting journey. So originally I started off at the School of Continuing and Professional Studies. And I think most people don't even know that exists at NYU. It's like this small little school that was dedicated to um, sports management. And a year later, I transferred into the College of Arts and Sciences to start studying uh, psychology. And after that, then I eventually traveled to, uh, transferred to the College of Nursing in my junior year. Was that a hard transition for you to go into nursing after being pre-med? Yeah, actually it was. It was kind of funny because when I was starting to, you know, do my application process and I met with an admissions counselor, they were kind of like, oh, you know, there's a lot of flags. Like, why are you transferring so much? Um, but then I really, you know, stated my case and, you know, they totally understood. And I think, honestly, being an RA and them understanding, like, you know, the sense of responsibility and a lot of thought going into transferring – uh, I think it actually, you know, they, they respected that and that they, that factored into the whole application process on their end. What, what made you apply to be an RA? <clears throat> it has amazing benefits, uh, you know, free housing and as well as having an awesome meal plan. Like, that's one thing. Um, but, you know, honestly, like, even for me as a freshman, going to my freshman uh, freshman, like you're living in Brittany Hall, shout out to Brittany. Um, I remember my RA, you know, first day, you know, this is like a real dude. I still remember his name was Danny. Um, and living on the seventh floor. And I still remember him because he had such a huge impact on me. He was, uh, another Asian American. He was like pretty, you know, I'll say masculine. Uh, and for me, he was personally like a role model. Uh, I thought he was super cool. He was responsible. He was trying to cultivate uh, community on the floor. And I think especially coming to, you know, the Mecca, uh, New York City, and, 
you know, everyone is here from different backgrounds. He was really just trying to reach out and, you know, have people just connect. And I, I really respected that. I thought that was super cool. Uh, do you remember Danny's last name? Shoot. Uh, I could Facebook him right now. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, did you always want to be a RA from meeting Danny? Yeah, I honestly think like that first impression and just that first year and just seeing how he was and how he handled things. Um, being able to, you know, being, I guess you could say suave, you know, suave uh, would be the right word. Um, where he was, he was managing a job, working as an RA, and still had a social life. And honestly, we would go play basketball together, which I thought was pretty cool and pretty unique. Um, yeah, as an RA itself. So then after your freshman year, did you get involved in extracurricular activities? After my freshman year, yeah. I, I was playing like, uh, I was playing intramural basketball and intramural football. Um, and on top of that, I was part of a couple of uh, clubs at NYU. Uh, you know, I'm Chinese, but definitely not Korean. But I went to a bunch of uh, Korean clubs at uh, NYU. Uh, shout out to uh, KCCC, which is Korean Campus Crusade for Christ, and as well as uh, KSA, uh, Korean, uh, Korean Student Association. Uh, a bunch of my buddies went there, and yeah, I just started getting plugged in in that way. Now, you go through the RA process, you get selected. What was your first thought when you opened that email that said, congratulations? I was shocked because honestly, the RA process was pretty uh, intense. Um, they're like in a room with a bunch of other, you know, qualified applicants and everyone's like super outgoing. And, you know, when you go through the different types of like exercises and whatnot, like obviously the people there are kind of there to see what your responses are. And it's kind of intimidating. Um, and, you know, honestly, like at the end of the day, it just felt like, you know, I just got to say what's on my heart. I just got to be real. I got to be authentic. Um, and I'm going to just do me. Uh, say, be the Andy Chang that I am and um, just be real as possible. And, and I find that you really are. You're one of the nicest guys that I've met in my life. Truly. Uh, tell me a little bit about your fondest memory. So you, you go... And the first, you know, you're one of the few RAs who transferred. So you started in one building and then you went to another building. Talk a little bit about that first job and then the transition to the second job. Yeah, well, first off, I mean, uh, just being a third year RA in itself was like pretty rare. Uh, never met many. And I remember actually talking to you and talking to the, the RHD at the time, uh, Heather Cohen. You know, she was saying like it's possible, but it's pretty hard to get. Um, and transferring, I remember it's just very different, like demographics, like straight up, like alumni hall, way smaller. It's a bunch of singles kind of had like this, uh, this stereotype of people who just didn't want to be bothered. So yeah, obviously establishing community there was very hard. And on top of that, it's an alumni hall plus seventh street where, you know, shoot, every, anytime I would ask anyone, if they knew where 7th Street was, they didn't even know that was a dorm or a residence hall. So, yeah, 7A was known as like a, you just want to do your own thing sort of residence hall because it's all singles. And then transferring the, the Gramercy, I mean, you got a bunch of these uh, sophomores who are just excited, who want to live in Gramercy. It's beautiful. You got these, you know, 
state of the art at the time, state of the art like facility. You had a gym. You had like uh, washer dryer on your floor, um, and these people are just way more excited. And I remember it being like almost. I would say it was easier to cultivate community because um, you could kind of tell that these people were interested in getting to know you not just as an RA but just as a person. Um, yeah. What, what do you remember most about serving on staff in Gramercy? I'd say on staff, you know, it was a lot of fun at Gramercy. I mean, don't get me wrong, seminary was fun too, but uh, Gramercy, I just remember, like, it, it had a great vibe. You know, people were excited to live at Gramercy. People were excited to, you know, socialize and, um, and just the staff in general, like everyone was very upbeat, like even Coco and, uh, yeah. What, what, do you remember staff meetings? I do remember staff meetings. I remember, you know, it was a great space. Uh, we would meet on the second floor. Um, it's either the second or third floor, I forget, but it was like a huge open room where we would just meet or either we meet there in that huge lounge where it's like super nice. Uh, nice couches, um, or we would meet in someone's like room, mm -hmm. and it was just like a super open space where people could just hang. And it was a much larger staff too, um, and it was always a it was, it was actually always a joy to see everyone because it's been so long. Sometimes you just miss them. Most times you miss them until you have a staff meeting. What what kind of relationships did you have with your residents? Hmm. So. When it came to, so you mean specifically like Alumni Hall or... Why don't you just talk about some of the relationship? Give me an example of somebody who you might have gotten close to uh, while you were an RA in the building. Either one. Mm. Well, transitioning from 7A to Gramercy, um, I felt like it was easier to talk to people at... Um, at Gramercy, but I will say, like, you know, there were there were people at 7A where, um, on my floor, uh, people who were just open to talk, and there was a handful that just weren't. And the people that were open to talk and just hang out, like, we would text and we would hang out, and they would, like, bring me food, and I would bring them food. And, um, and I would say I cultivated a lot of those relationships, but I would also say that at Gramercy, because it was a sophomore population, people were, I guess you could say, more open to meeting people, um, there's a good handful of people like one of my buddies, Amy and Grace, like I still keep in touch with them. Um, and we still are close. In fact, they even IG commented on me the other day and said like, wow, I can't believe it's, it's been this long. Um, and every time I'm back in New York city, we still talk. Um, and yeah, like I, there are a lot of influential people. Like some people have turned to become like amazing photographers for professional soccer clubs and, People have turned into uh, movie directors, and it's like incredibly impressive to know that I met these people while I was an RA. And, um, yeah, back in the day when I just hosted this little like Top Chef little program where people, a bunch of people, came out and you saw their skills, and you know, it's it's crazy how how much time has changed and where people are now. Yeah, and a lot of that you cultivated, and it's something right. I would not understate for you to think about. Um, let's, let's think a little bit about, uh, your skills. So you go through this position, you're in the position for a while. 
as you reflect on the RA position, what kind of skills do you think you gained from being in that role that you use now in your current profession? Public speaking would be one of the best attributes. Because um, to be honest, like people don't like to public speak, like unless you're actually good at it. But I think it's one of those characteristics where if you keep on doing it, and you're kind of forced to do it. You get better at it. You 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 are better at like thinking on the fly, um, and you also have like better awareness. I say awareness is another uh, character trait that I developed where. You're more aware of people, and you realize that not everyone has the same personality as you. So you kind of gotta uh, maneuver and navigate how you can approach someone. Just in life, just having also, you know, there's this thing called emotional intelligence. Um, being able to be aware of people, how they react, and they're nonverbal, um, and just being able to engage in a conversation that way. On top of that, I think. Time management. I didn't realize what time management was until I became an RA. Because, my God, like, it's already hard enough just trying to, you know, have an academic life and studying all the time at Bopes. Oh, man, I miss Bopes. Um, you know, and on top of that, trying to go to the gym and work out. And some people, you know, most people have a social life. So, yeah, I was pretty social. But on top of that, then you have to think about, man, I actually have to do work for my RA position. It's not just free tuition and board. You have to like plan programs. You have to have staff meetings. You have to work at the front office, um, and you have to be on call to handle those emergencies and uh, being able to manage time. Oh man, I felt like this was like an amazing, like growing, stretching experience, and being able to be a professional in this setting, working with real like uh, res ed and whatnot. Um, yeah, dude, I loved it. Uh, and I would say that all those characteristics I just mentioned, like awareness, uh, emotional intelligence, public speaking, and time management, those were super marketable, just even in my internships during college and as well as like after college, like working professionally as a registered nurse and now as a, as a CRNA, a certified registered nurse anesthetist, and I'm doing anesthesia, and a lot of it is a lot of anesthesia and healthcare is based on how you can connect with someone. And, you know, I think it's paid huge dividends. And shoot, I recommend anybody, if they could, they should be an RA. They learn a lot. Absolutely. Um, and if you could talk a little bit about the interview process that you had for your, your recent job that you got, uh, you received. Were there anything that you drew from the RA position in that interview process? Yeah, they said, how do you manage stress? Um, and critical conditions or critical situations. And they also asked me, like, how do you work well with others? And, you know, I'm not going to go into this whole, like, uh, all the vernacular of anesthesia, but basically they want to see how can you be a team player and how can you manage stress and do you know your resources and are you a great critical thinker to – to be able to work through issues under duress. Um, yeah. And, you know, I would have to say, honestly, like, the biggest attribute would be awareness and emotional intelligence because healthcare, like I said, it, it's, not, it's not just about doing the medicine necessarily. 
yeah, that's important, but it's also about relationships. It's about trust. It's about um, great communication, which came up in the interview. They asked me those questions, and every day I'm applying those skills um, and working and, and getting better at them. And I would say a lot of that was jump-started from our position where you needed to be able to communicate effectively. You needed to be able to work as a teammate. Uh, and you needed to be able to, to manage your time and work under stress. Excellent. What's been the most significant contribution to the field you work in now for you? Contribution. I would say um, being able to put people at ease. Like, you know, anesthesia, it's scary uh, because. You know, just as an individual and anyone who walks in, like everyone the night before is nervous about anesthesia. Um, not necessarily surgery. People are more worried about anesthesia than surgery, which is, you know, kind of odd. It's kind of funny, and it, but it makes sense. Because the first person or the last person you see before you go to sleep is anesthesia. Because anesthesia is really you unconscious. And when I see patients in pre-op, most times they say, wasn't able to sleep last night because I was so nervous. And my job is to put them to ease. My job is to, you know, have them have confidence um, in me and that I also want to make sure they're comfortable. I want to talk to them like they're a person, not just a number, not just um, not just like they're a surgical case. Uh, as in, like, rather than calling a patient by their name, like, oh, Mr. Frank, I'll call them by their first name, but like, Hey, Bob, how you doing? My name's Andy. I'm a CRNA. I'm going to take care of you today. Um, you're here for this, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, talking to them like an individual and having the awareness and the wherewithal to, to connect with them, um, it goes a long way because they are freaking out, but I'm there to reassure them and effectively communicate. And, you know, while they're feeling stressed out, I'm there to relieve that stress. Um, yeah. We're going to go into speed round. The last three questions, you only got about five seconds for each one. What advice do you have for graduating RAs? Graduating RAs. Man, you will not, you will not recognize the skills you have gained until you're actually out in the real world. But don't forget the skills you've gained. I would say that, like, it's easy to be so focused in the minutia of work. But I would say take a step back, look at things on a macro level. Look at your, um, look at things that you've gained like time management, effective communication, um, planning, and just being a great team member. Because at the end of the day, like you are an individual and you are going to be jumping into corporate life, et cetera. And being able to play with others in the sandbox is super important. Um, and being able to take initiative um, and being able to be to have goals in mind, et cetera, like that is so crucial. And do you stay in contact with other RAs, alums? You know I do. Uh, shout out to my homie David Mitchell. He just got engaged. Congratulations, um, David. Girlfriend. Yeah, that's my dog. Uh, we were actually freshman year roommates in Brittany Hall. Uh, and I knew he was a standout dude. Uh, he's a lawyer now, big time attorney, um, and he's just doing it big. Outstanding. And yeah, 
and we keep in touch. You know, shout out to Monty. She's in, I think she just finished residency. Um, and yeah, like, you know, keeping in touch is just amazing. Like through Facebook, granted, like everyone's like moving on and everyone's busy, but, um, I'm able to see like what other people are up to through Facebook. And sometimes I'll shoot them like, you know, a message to say, I hope you're doing well. Um, things like that. And, you know, Tom, like I get, you know, occasionally I'll talk to Heather Cohen, huge influence on my, you know, my undergraduate life. And even you, man, we, we catch up every time I'm back in New York. Absolutely. You're a good person, a great person. Uh, last question for you. What was your most memorable experience as an RA? Most memorable experience as an RA. Oh, shoot. Uh, I don't know if I should talk about this, but... Uh, keep it clean. I, I will keep it clean. My verbiage will be clean, but the situation was not that clean. Uh, you know, it might lead to a lawsuit. I don't know. Maybe I should talk about it. <laughs> Get another example then, Andy. Most memorable experience as an RA. Man, I uh, I was doing my rounds, and then, you know, within uh, Gramercy Hall, there was, uh, of course, like, it's a it's a four-person room, but there's, like, you know, there's two two rooms within that room where they have, uh, they have like, doubles, right? And I remember just, like, going around, like, this, this one room was having a party, and, you know, of course, like, because people are, seem to be hiding in a room, I knocked on the room door, and I'm just like, open up, open up. And I'm asking, what's taking so long? And I'm just shouting. I was like, I said, this is RAL duty. Open up now. And, yeah, I pretty much just interrupted them, the like, two people just getting jiggy with it. Oh, Andy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on that yeah. note, we will end Where RA Now. Andy Chang, I want to thank you so much for being my first guest on our podcast. Uh, for all those who know Andy, you know he's a stand-up guy, a great guy, a great husband, and a great friend. I thank you so much for joining us tonight. Stay tuned for another version, edition of Where Are A Now. Take care, all. <laughs>